Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT Today trends. on so All About Affordable NFTs, NFT, can we stop we're saying have blue chip funny. NFT? And we'll get into that. We are not, first Andrew, we've seen in the news. Financial advisors well, I think and nothing you know, in this, this is maybe alluding to one of the things that I'm seeing in the news advice. because uh, we All saw right. this Azuki, you know, that has been maybe claimed to be a, a blue chip NFT. Ooh, that has taken a big hit. The the founder came out and exposed himself to have been a pro- been the uh, founder of three previous projects that you know you can you debate the, the how much of rugs they were, but he definitely took a lot of beef and didn't deliver everything. Deleted socials, maybe impersonated a female persona in a Twitter in a Twitter as account for one of the projects. So all these things so that uh, Azuki project clearly fell out of the blue chip status quickly. The floor went from uh, over 20 to under 10 fairly quickly, although I believe it's still holding around 10 somewhat surprisingly to me. I haven't looked uh, the last day or so, but yeah, that's a, that's one that I think is maybe triggering the, uh, the title here. So I think we've got to look at this. There's no such thing as a blue chip in NFTs because they are NFTs. They are pictures. They're JPEGs. They are digital files. And we've only been doing this for how long? There's the oldest ones are what? Six years, years old? 2017. I mean, like the right? oldest, oldest, oldest. So come on. You know, there's no such thing. We know that there's been no value with assigned to these for most of the time. So there's no such thing as blue chip. We got to get over that. You are right. But that's what we're seeing out there in, I don't know, other craziness that we didn't even get to talk about last episode. So it was, we... it was a bombshell that this went off and like, it was like everywhere. And then suddenly it was just, dis- we didn't even mention it last time. Cause it was just like, you know, it would have been the entire focus of a whole episode, but you're like, ah, well, so it goes, you know, like what? Yeah. Do you know what the floor actually is on Azuki now? Did you? Yeah, it's a little over away? 10. I just peeped it. So it's, you know, the community is holding strong, but there's a lot of, a lot of negative, a lot of negative pressure there. And also it's just, I can't get behind the impersonation elements The you know, I, I want to be careful because founders are allowed to fail. However, the way you fail is very important in crypto and rugging is yeah. just something that's got to I mean, be not you allowed. can fail, but better disclose what your failures are, disclose your past projects, say what you're doing now to learn from that. Not after the fact, not, ah, this was, you know, and, and I listened to a Twitter spaces that he went on with Andrew Wings, a uh, kind of t- social NFT, social media personality. And, you know, it was really disappointing because he gave very runaround answers, wasn't asked much as far as follow-ups and did it seem to really understand why people were upset with the, the whole situation. So a little unclear to me why he wrote the article. There were some rumors that others knew about this and were kind of forcing him to come out about it or else they were going to leak the news. So I don't know about the veracity of that, but there's also the, I don't know, maybe doing this when, when there's a lot of other negative news, you know, to hopefully have people sort of move on quickly and I don't know, we'll see what happens here. You know, I'm looking at the sales right now they are solid. There's a lot of sales happening. So 
He is certainly taking in a lot in royalties as these 10 plus eight sales just roll in every uh, few minutes here. Yeah, well, it's like as, as they trade hands, he does well on volume. So, you know, okay. You know, not a project that I kind of ever got into or around. Another title, and you're going to be seeing, I think, a lot of this is the, this is from Bloomberg, Bloomberg uh, Blue Chip NFT collections hit harder than Bitcoin in crypto route. And so it's, you know, it's definitely true where you're not down 30% or, you know, under 100 ETH on board apes and punks have fallen as well. You know, I don't know. What do you see in this? I mean, it's an attention grabbing headline. I'm not, it yeah, doesn't what it mean is. a whole lot. Attention. I don't know what blue <laughs> like, chip means. Changed also, I mean, over what period, you know, if we want to say a year ago, board yeah. apes have done pretty <laughs> well compared to Bitcoin. If we want to go, you know, a week ago, it's different. You know, I mean, that's, that's sort of how, how yeah. it goes. It really depends what you're measuring. So I don't know. And they're using the term blue chip, which I would I think that's, yeah, that's the that's blue chip. That's the blue chip use, right? That's why I had to include it. I had to include it. That's that is funny, and you know they certainly. I don't know if you're going to look at the non-blue. I would say it's a lot worse. Yeah. Okay. Instagram rolling out NFT tools this week. I guess depends on when you're listening to this, but they're letting digital collectors show that they own a image. So there you go. Following the you know following what Instagram what Facebook always does, which is copy and paste, ironically, for NFTs in terms of features that Twitter has already rolled out. So now that maybe, I, you know what? There's no like, oh, this will bring in everybody. It is another little sort of minor move of Web 2 to Web 3 that might interest seven people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so get it's, NFTs. It's, it's not a real big move. I did notice that they're working with a few different chains, including Polygon. I think that's what they were launching on initially. So I think that is interesting that Polygon's being used there. I think we'll see. Oh, I can bring my horses. Uh, I can get my horses into play, huh? Well, yeah, and I think it's good for that for that layer to start getting used or getting used by bigger bigger customers that maybe need to roll up more of these transactions. So I think that's good to start seeing them actually realize that that could be a problem later on, rather than just going on Ethereum only and assuming that it will just work. And I, I, you know, I don't think that's going to work for Instagram users when the fee, when they see fees are insane on the Ethereum network. So going Polygon sounds like the right move and that's makes smart. me a little more optimistic of, uh, of Polygon as well. Not that I haven't been, uh, being a Polygon to begin with. Yeah, no, I've, I've been long Polygon, but been a little painful to be holding the old Matic token as of late. Yeah, or any absolutely. Token, frankly, I, hey, that hurt a little know. bit. The interesting nuance here, just speaking from my own perspective and what I've what I've seen, is that like I have an Instagram account. There's no way in the world that I would change my picture to an NFT because I have a different personality there. My Web two socials are very, 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 very different. <laughs> it's like there's this like, you know. Nighttime, I'm mostly stable daddy. During the day, I have to be a reputable human being and also a dad and also somebody on social who's posting pictures of the kids. Like, I'm not going to post, you know, I'm joking. I'm not going to post my, my, my horse as my, my profile pic. So, okay. On the positive side though, um, a little company. Maybe that says more about your NFT collection than, uh, I, Hey, maybe I can, problem. <laughs> I'm still trying to get one of these nouns like that might do it. No, it's just, you know, I just don't like the signal. Unless it's like designed for that, <laughs> but you're right. Maybe I, got the, I have. Yeah, to well, I think that's something that we need 
you know, that will need to be uh, or overcome. That is a challenge. If people don't want it at all that are into it, you know, what is the right way for Instagram to maybe come into this? And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not sure if they're just trying to force their way in here, but you know, if we need people to come in to make this grow, you know, we're going to have to see some other adoption than, than what we have right now. But the dominoes are there, right? Because if you look at Oculus and that whole ecosystem, you know, pulling in NFTs is just one step to the left now. They're beginning to go in that direction of allowing these, these NFTs. And like that starts to get me interested. If suddenly I can like bring in my skins or whatnot into, you know, movable elements. So we're seeing the beginning of the beginning. Something to be hopeful for, but again, I'm not holding my breath. All right. Any else, anything else in the headlines before we move, move into stuff No, here? nothing else from me. Okay, so I have got an affordable project, kind of. The funny thing is I've been talking about this prior to, you know, everything melting down, and I still like it as a play, the Bankless DAO. So Bankless is, I would say, the number one most listened to crypto podcast or for certainly Ethereum-based podcasts. They have, you know, guests like, you know, Vitalik. And they pretty much can get anybody on this, on this podcast. They have a tremendous listenership, a very active discord. And the Bankless DAO essentially is by membership. If you have, uh, 35,000 of the Bankless token, and that then gets you access to, you know, their community, their, their alpha, their conversations, and also just a ton of voting and a very impressive network. And so that is, you know, it's token, mind you, and <laughs> everything is a pretty volatile. I don't know if you've noticed, but their play here is coming back to NFTs in their conversation with Kevin Rose, who you will remember is behind Moonbirds. In their conversation there, they were kind of picking Kevin Rose's brain about, hey, how would you do an NFT drop if you were us? And his first statement was just like, you got to reward the people who were there at the beginning, the people who are your original holders and people that are DAO holders would be potentially one of those groups. So this is as you can see, speculation upon speculation. But at the very least, you know, I think you're you're part of a community that has attention and has loyalty and has trust. And when we think about things that'll survive uh, a fire, I know that they are committed to continuing that podcast. They have survived previous uh, bear markets, one of those indicators. And I think they might be around. So I don't think an NFT is coming anytime soon. But when prices are low, might be interesting. What is your hot take on this, Andrew? I like it. Take, huh? <laughs> now, these guys right. have been around building. <laughs> they have been wiped out. They were around in 2018. And I listen to yeah. their podcast all the time. I think they produce some of the best content, really insightful. They know the crypto industry. They like, I mean, as well as anybody that can talk about it and I really like that they've been here when nobody was paying attention, when they lost everything, when everybody left. If that did happen again, I'm pretty sure they would continue doing the same thing. So that makes me a very, I don't know, very bullish on, on you know, being part of anything that they will do. And I think that is a great way to get in just to any project that they may end up doing. You know, who knows what they, what they have planned. They definitely seemed interested in maybe launching something. They've got the Bankless DAO, and I know they they talk about building even more. They've built quite a following, and I think this is this is worth getting into if you you know if you're if you believe in the Ethereum system at all. You know they're going to be here, so I like it. 
Awesome. And then I have a quick one from our community, actually. And this is one from Johnny Mac. And this is, I'm going to mess up the name of this one for sure. Avius Anime. Avius Anime. And that the artist is basically created these generated images, which are very sort of uplifting, pro-social, and passionately they are supporting the LGBTQIA community and with part of this. And they're, you know, they're looking to, they have not disclosed how much they're giving, but they're giving a part of it away. But really, you know, just cool looking images and full disclosure, I don't own any. I will say they minted out, I believe it was 10,000 and there are about 3,400 owners. The floor is in the affordable range of 0.013 and they do have a discord. Yeah. I really like the art on these. They're cool pieces and that sounds like a cool project to be a part of if you just want to support this cause. I don't know a ton more about it, but I'm glad someone was able to bring this to us. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. They stated that half of the mint profits uh, will be donated and I don't know about continued sales, but worth, worth checking out. Uh, unique art. I will say that this is not like sort of, you know, lift and shift from a, another one, seemingly hand-drawn and then sort of uh, GAN generated. Cool stuff. Thank you. All right. Can we, can we stop? I mean, can we stop saying blue chip? We, we may be doing that right now. We may be in the process of that, although I'm, I have a feeling we're just knocking them off one by one. <laughs> yeah, this is, until there's none left. Okay, so I thought it'd be fun maybe to start with like, you know, in like blue chip parlance, right? Like when you're talking about blue chip, it was first described as high price stocks in 1923. You'll remember that date, right? When an employee at Dow Jones observed that certain stocks trading at $200 or more per share were like kind of like a poker chip bet of, you know, blue, white, and red, where blue was simply more. And, you know... Kind of funny that it was coined in a period of time where the 1920s were pretty volatile with regard to stocks. But, you know, it really refers to a, a blue chip that has been operation for, they say, generally a number of years. But you're thinking like Coca-Cola, Disney, right? These are companies that have been in the game for 30 plus years. And so you're, you're sort of really thinking about what? A company that has survived an up and down market maybe multiple times, a history of execution, has delivered on promises time and time again, you know, has value in the, you know, maybe even throws off a dividend. Like there's just, it has very clear characteristics. They're seen as less volatile investments, highly liquid. A lot of these words I'm using cannot be They don't describe NFTs in <laughs> any way. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be hard to, it's hard to even describe that to many stocks in today's age because things are so volatile compared to, I mean, and, you know, I know it was quite volatile then, but uh, the, the day-to-day -day volatility and the, the way that things shift quickly now is, is quite different in that we've got much faster trading. We didn't have people that could just trade at, at their fingertips at any point. So I think the idea that anything could be blue chip, especially in such a ridiculously volatile and illiquid market like NFTs is pretty preposterous, really. Why it kind of irks me, though, is the false sense of stability. I think it imbues on things that just happen to be very expensive. There's a huge difference between something that is very expensive and something that is very, 
And I think that's like, let that sit for a second. And I get very uncomfortable when, you know, people start, you know, especially people who maybe can't afford or it's on the edge of what they can afford, start pining after something that they'd imagine would hold their value. You can even look at something like CryptoPunks, which is, you know, the, the OG of OGs of, you know, what we look at for NFTs. Do you remember? The company got bought straight up. So that is just a different company now, right? Yuga Labs now controls that asset. And if they want to destroy, demolish, change, whatever, that brand they can't. Sure, you own the asset. But I'm looking at these as like small companies that are running to drive the attention and value and utility of these assets. And I, I, I don't think there's a single project I could point to that even fits the, the following very base criteria. Having survived uh, a year or more and also have lived through a bear market in crypto with the same team. There you go. If you, if you can check those boxes for me, go ahead and call it a blue chip. I'll give you a second. Right. Yeah, we've definitely had an issue of people conflating price with blue chip. And we see over and over that high prices really leave a long way to fall. And we're seeing, I mean, we are seeing them kind of be taken down. And right now, uh, you know, I guess people are, are still considering board apes and, and maybe punks, although, you know, you've got to think that punks will always, will never be able to to challenge board apes as a brand in any way. I mean, they're owned by the same company that clearly wants board apes to be the, the king there. And, the, you know, they should, it would be wrong for them to let another brand challenge that. But, you know, what are the, what are the more tried and true brands? There aren't any, you know, our Larva Labs probably had the longest, longest record, but I think they've done a lot to, to t sort of tarnish their reputation and they let go of the brand anyway. You know, I don't know that, I'm not sure that, I mean, I certainly would not put board apes in a blue chip or even the team in the blue chip category at this point, we've got to see, they've got a lot to prove. And at this point, the, the other side minting is, you know, not looking great in terms of how the NFT market has fared since then. Yeah. And just a week ago, had we been marching through the blue chips, we would have been mentioning Azuki. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Azuki, I think the others that have been up there, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, the Clone X, the, what have we had? We've had, uh, we cool cats were Our up there at artifact. one point. I mean, uh, uh, right artifact. I mean, maybe because of, uh, you know, there's all these, all these price or these, you know, these big collections that are priced high that are considered blue chip. And, you know, I think people, especially when the price is high, want them to be blue chip because you don't want to think that your 20 ETH piece could all of a sudden be worth four ETH. And, you know, the truth is that it can happen. And we've seen, you know, we've seen what happens in when uh, people run to get liquidity, ex exchange certain tokens for what they think it's worth and that there's not quite as much liquidity there as they want, as they believe, and it changes the value pretty quickly. And that can happen with your NFTs as well. And, and in short order, because the, the market for the other side can, can vanish very, very quickly. All right. So again, I say it here, like if you've survived over a year and you've lived through a bear market, so it's like has to be over a year because bear markets come and go with the same team, maybe you are a blue chip. So right now there are no blue chips. Be very careful. And that's why we always like to make affordable small bets on what's, what's up.
This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.